Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to John and Dylan Online, a show where John and Dylan talk about whatever the frigs on their effing M's. I, that means mines. I don't know when they're going to take that word away from yeah. us. Yeah. John Hastings is speaking. I'm Dylan Gott. This week we're talking about Roy Ch -ch -ch Chubby Brown. Ladies and gentlemen, Dylan and I used to do stand up comedy in the UK. And in the UK, all the comedians walk around going, oh, stand up so much better than North American stand up. Actually, and then you Google Roy Chubby Brown and you go, this is better. This is better than fucking Richard Pryor. You pieces of shit. Go fuck yourself. Can Roy I be Chubby the devil's reject? Can I get the, my my little horns up here and be an advocate yeah. for the devil? Oh, go ahead. Advocate for me, Dylan. Though That was like a uh, thing I heard more in North America. It's like I actually like British comedy. I'm actually really into British comedy. I know the period of time you're referring. There was a there was 2009 to 2011. All of the dudes that the only mic they went to in Toronto was Spirits. It's a really inside reference. Those guys would not shut the fuck up. I actually just prefer English stand up. I remember a real drunk guy saying that on the back in the back patio of Spirits. Yeah, because they just are like, yeah, they hear the voice and they're like, yeah, that guy's smarter than me. It's like, well, yeah. he's, he's just he's just talking about eugenics, but sure. Yeah, exactly. That guy's uh, that guy's actually just talking about how you should not exist, but he's doing it in an accent from the northeast of England. So for some reason, Canadians are like, "Is that music?" Oh you know, God, I actually, music. I actually am from there. Yeah, I'm actually from there. You know, my family, my great 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 grandfather, he actually uh, he murdered a Spaniard on the beach near that town that you live in. <laughs> so that makes me from there. I'm from there. Um, nothing, so explain, nothing cures you of wanting to be any connection to that Island, like living in England. You know what I mean? And like my family's all from Scotland, Scotland rules, but I'm not going to, I'm not repping Govan. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not Glasgow. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, I'm Ottawa. Yeah. That's, that's the, yeah. My, my wife's family is Greek and Portuguese and we're supposed to do a trip for, her mother's 70th and go to Greece next year. And it's just like, she's like, we should do something for your heritage. I'm like, oh yeah, here's what my heritage dictates. Let's not spend any money on that trip to Greece. Let's not. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> my heritage dictates that I will eat one uh, euro and then be like, that's enough Greece for me. Now I'm going to work a 24 hour, no breaks, partially unpaid shift. Yeah. Complain about it, even though it was all voluntary. Oh, and I'm doing it specifically to make my kids feel bad about something I haven't told them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every time you insult me, I'm going to say I'm fine with it because I'm not sensitive, but then bring it up for the rest of your life. Oh, and by the way, there will be like weird decisions I make that will make no sense to you. It will be revenge for those insults that you made casually as a child. But I remember. I fucking remember. <laughs> Every time someone I hear about those things where it's like, uh, yeah, and then he just went out. The whole classic went out for cigarettes and never came back. A hundred percent. That was an English guy. Like, well, I have a lot of feelings. I don't know how to say them. I'll just leave. They can figure out that I don't like them. I completely agree. I um. I remember talking to a guy who couldn't figure out why he couldn't get booked at clubs. And then I was like, like, have you done anything really fucked up? And he was like, yeah, like, you know, when I don't want to go, I just don't show up. And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, yeah, you know, you just don't show up. We're like, we're artists. And I was like, no, you still have to show up. And he literally was like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, it's just, you're like, oh, to have that confidence, that confidence, the amount of, amount of people in wet shoes that act like they're better than me on that island wild stuff but you know who acts like he's the most better than anyone a man who wears a um so roy chubby brown he's not he's a insult comedian who performs all over england and he's part of a he's the last of a great tradition of british comedians which were they shared a joke book of basically like fucked up jokes 11 year olds tell each other behind a shed that always involve racism or uh, all the big hot topics Dylan likes to have his tattooed on his back. And uh, and Roy Chubby Brown is the last of them, last man standing. Roy Chubby Brown was like, he was the young gun of that crew. So time was, there was these guys, Bernard Manning, Mike Lee, there were hundreds of them. And they would go around, uh, like Willie McCabe, I think is one of them. Can you tell me what era we're talking about? The 1980s, Dylan. Okay, so here's something. I <laughs> We're, it, it was from basically the 50s through to the 80s. In alternative comedy in England is an alternative to this type of comedy, which is literally a white dude in a suit getting up and telling, quote-unquote, mother-in-law jokes. And then jokes that are like the punchline is then 
a man from India who is an immigrant, kill him. Or like, black people are bad. Or, you know what's cool? Hitting your wife until you get a boner and then showing her that boner. And then not having sex with her because sex is bad. Well, this is what I'm saying is that like that, uh, like it's so weird uh, being on an island because you are isolated. So you'll do things like come up with fucking a different type of music like the Beatles did and the Rolling Stones did. Or you do literally comedy that is at this point, 60 years out of date in the night. Like the boom period for U.S. comedy is like the late 70s to like the early 90s. And that you're getting so much happening, like, you know, Bobcat Goldthwaite is basically inventing alternative comedy at the time where you play the tropes of comedy against each other. You get Stephen Wright, who's doing one-liners, but they're absurdist. And then you go to England, and there's guys doing Henny Youngman's act, but Henny Youngman would have been like, yeah, that's a bit played out. Yeah, like it, it, they're doing Henny Youngman's act with Tupac Shakur's lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the one thing. It's like <laughs> it is. So they're ahead of their time. I know. I wouldn't say that. I would say that like they're ahead of their time if it's the 1860s. You know what I'm saying? But like wowzer Bowsers. By the way, like bear in mind, British television had blackface on it until the mid 90s. The black and white minstrel show. It's a part of Christmas, Dylan. Canadian television had blackface on it in like the mid 2000s, and that's sponsored what? by the government. What are you talking about? What program? Royal Canadian Air Force had a white guy do a Obama. Oh impression. yes, they did. Alan Park was Barack Obama. That was until two thousand. That was like he was God on the rest Winnipeg his soul. God rest his soul. But he was on the Winnipeg Comedy Winnipeg Festival. Comedy Festival in blackface. That's funny. bro. I'm the one who found that clip. That was one of the best. That was one of the many times when Canadian comedy was like, hey, we're all about acceptance and stuff like that. Or no, uh, that guy. Who Winnipeg Comedy to- Festival does have that. Like they give a lot of comedians their breaks. They do. Yeah. They do try to be very inclusive and diverse. And that is probably a direct reaction to the fact that they had black blackface in the fucking when the iphone was out <laughs> yeah they had the they had they had blackface the same time as the iphone 4 you could <laughs> facetime someone from the theater check out this shit bro <laughs> that's so funny i'm gonna say this i know alan park passed away but i'm gonna say this alan park really made it seem like fighting cancer is fucking fun <laughs> he's literally he was like bro you just take tabs of the most high country concentrate thc in your ass and you just fly and i was like well Whoa. that's what happened is like to get he's one of the guys who is part of that fucking thing where you know everyone says like oh you know cancer there actually are cures to cancer that just you know they don't want to let want them you out. To but know he was it. like yeah. he got a diagnosis that was like yeah you're dead in two months and he was like all right well i'm just gonna go out try this weird weed thing the weed thing worked but then he went he, he went fucking insane like it well, he's one of those he was one of those ones where i have there's somebody in my life that's a little bit like this which is he had a medical like a one in a million medical situation where it worked without western medical interventions so like when he goes crazy with conspiracy theories it's like yeah well there's no arguing with this man like well he should read a book uh, he's in another book. Like he's the subject of a book. Like, fuck off. Like, well, you've lost with that guy. I got news for you. Well, go yeah. ahead. Professional wrestler, big van Vader who passed away. He got a bad diagnosis and the diagnosis was basically, yo, you're in your sixties. You're 400 pounds. Please don't be 400 pounds in your sixties. And Vader, when this is, cause he was a, obviously he was my favorite wrestler as a kid, but this is when I knew he was going to pass on was he had a tweet that said, Doctors told me to lose weight. I think I'm just going to go back to Vader time. And he was basically like, oh, you telling me to lose weight? I remember this. Does that mean friggin' Trembolone sandwiches and Max Bench? I think it does. And then, what? but he died, you know, he died doing what he, he died doing what he loved. Max yeah, Bench. Not talking to his kids while being in the garage near weights that were his real friends. Hey, his kid actually controls his Twitter account right now. He oh, is that true? Very good man. Yes. And uh, uh, I, I I got to tell you, especially in the light of all the darkness surrounding around wrestling, I really like it when it turns out the kid still liked the dead wrestler. Like, there's a part of my soul that will never grow back knowing that Paul Bearer's kid sold his Hall of Fame of ring at the earliest opportunity. That I'm like, ah, shit. But I think Vader was like a lot of the guys who get out of wrestling like get out where they're just like hey i'm gonna sell weird cars in the mask where everyone's like you could buy that tercel or you could buy that tercel from vader and you're like yeah. i'll buy it from vader closing costs are 28 yeah. percent 
It's Vader time. I ruined your bank account. You call me the Mastodon because I can run through things and I just stomped your 2% costing for seal coding. We don't even know what it is. <laughs> yeah, just in in character tell, selling you things that are clearly... I mean, the best part about living in Montreal is, Vader is that one of the Rougeau brothers, I don't believe it was, I think it was Raymond Rougeau, some Saturdays would just wrestle people at the used car lot. One of his other brothers used. That's fucking owned. sick. That's just what. That's the what interesting... do you want from a city? That's what I want from a city. <laughs> I don't want the strip clubs. I want weird places I can fight men with mustaches. Where is that? Get me a hot dog. Get me a place where I can fake fight a man named Raymond. If you're into wrestling, you all, you do need that outside person who, from time to time, reminds you that like these are half naked men or that. Half naked is a lie. Three, Three quarters, quarters naked, naked men. Yeah. And you so you just forget about it. So like the only reason wrestling is so embarrassing is that like you, not only are you doing the thing that you're also like half naked in Montreal. So your nipples are hard and you're like you this has to be a fast paced match because I'm fucking freezing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we're not going on up. the mat. We're doing we're we're doing suplexes. We're doing all sorts of the moves that involve me lifting, so I can activate my core and start sweating. Fuck you. Yeah, exactly. At least when we're, we're fucking hosting a bingo night at sixty because we need the money. We're gonna 60, be in jeans. Thirty eight. Yeah, <laughs> Have <true>. you know? <laughs> I'll do whatever, man. I fucking. I still. You know what? I so fucking crazy, grab though? shit out of a toilet. You think grabbing shit out of a toilet? One of the kids. I told this story, but one of the kids used to. And this kid will either be a CEO or in jail. In because I was when I was the custodian. It was the of final course. year of the school. Was grade three. One of the kids. I'm hoping it was a great. If it was. If it was not a grade three, he will be a CEO for sure. Would shit in the toilet and then climb up and then lock the door on the bathroom and climb under. Oh yeah. That was so not... I had to fucking either take the, and it was like a slide lock, like, yeah. you know, the, like the little doll. So I had to do that. So that is like, that can break just face up. So I had to like fucking reach my hand over and undo the lock just to flush this kid's dirty turd. And every time I would think like, man, I want to meet this kid not to be like, fuck you just to be like, Yo, man, I don't know what business you're going to come up with, but I'll invest even if it's like I'm going to sell uranium to the latest fucking, you know, yeah, totalitarian. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know I knew a couple of kids that did that exact move at Broadview Elementary School. Let me say this right now. Not CEOs. Really? Yo, no. Like, oh, quite... CFOs then. Correct. CTOs. Chief Technical <laughs> Officer. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Ted Officer or something. No, Chief Tid Officer. I'm the CTO of the uh -huh. fucking John and Dylan Online Corporate Tower. Oh my God! Imagine if we had corporate offices—just an empty space that we shouldn't have bought. We can't afford this. <laughs> uh, my friend was uh, working the—he was doing the backstage for I guess some band, but then a girl was like trying to flirt with him. Oh yeah. Backstage, and he so was like, "What do you do?" She was like, "What do you do around here?" And he's like, "TCB." And she said, "What's that?" He's like. Take care of business, baby. And then she even she and then he's like, she lost all the will to try and go backstage just because <laughs> <laughs> she was just like, you know what? I don't I don't think I need to beat Motley Crue that much. I'm fucking done here. <laughs> oh, there's nothing better than deflating a pretty lady thinking she's going somewhere cool. I never forget hosting late live. And there was like a bunch of like pretty drunk ladies wanted to come into that green room, which was never that fun. And I just remember one was like. Let me in. Let me. In. What's going on in there? And your friend and mine, Brendan Burns, had just had his typical seven monster energy drinks in an hour, which I don't know if you guys know this, but turned his asshole into a cannon. And then so literally there's just a bunch of drunk, pretty girls. I'm behind them trying to get into the room and they're like, let us in there. And fucking Fred is trying to stop them. And then you just hear. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they all just put their heads down and went back to their seats. <laughs> yeah. Well, then they like realized who was back there. Let me go yeah. hang out with those 40 year old men. <laughs> Let me go hang out. Let me go <laughs> hang out with that 55 year old who's into crypto and doesn't seem to be blinking. Oh, oh, oh wow. I'd love to have a one way conversation about how Tarantino can actually say the N word in those movies. <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you who else can say the N word. <laughs> anyway, so Dylan, oh yeah, he says it on film. <laughs> I'm just fucking saying it in a 7-Eleven, and people are trying to kick me out. Whoa, I'm just saying that, that because I'm wearing uh, a pilot's hat. So Roy Chubby Brown was born in uh, February 3rd, 1945, in Middlesbrough, 
in the fucking Northeast. He is fucking yucky, mate. He has a rough childhood, although some people claim he was rich, depending on who. You can't really tell. So he says he grew up rough, and then a bunch of people that don't like him are like, nah, fuck him. Uh, All we know is that in prison, he he read Bob Hope's book. And then saw a comedian. What did he go to prison for? He claimed he was like, like mischief. He was sleeping in a car. He was sleeping rough. Like, I assume it was something fucking stupid. Like, it's sort of one of those. I'll do a tertiary Google, but I do think it's the most English thing in the world to be like, you're going to the pokey for mischief. He had too much mustard on his hot dogs. And then he put mustard on his butt. I mean, he was charged in, we'll get to this later, but he was charged in 2010 for quote unquote, uh, punched a woman in a car park in 2010. And he, his, uh, well, his quote was, she was, uh, she, I punched her slightly. was one of the things he was said to, uh, I punched her slightly is so good. Well, fucking his, uh, his kid killed a, killed someone. So that's good. Oh yeah, like he this guy's a fucking like make no mistake, he really talks about how he's like a hard done by man. His name is Royston Vasey, and he is rub 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 rich. Like imagine of okay, for North American North American audiences, imagine if Andrew Dice Clay's career in the early 90s, this is very similar to Roy Chubby Brown. He is a intentionally and crazily super offensive to the point it's like for fuck's sakes, comedian, for drunken scumbags in shell suits who suck. The kind of guys that just, if you see you looking at your phone and go, are you looking at Paul? Like only Northern English scumbags like this guy. And he is such a piece of shit. He basically, he got his start in the uh, 60. Go ahead. And people say this all the time. John, turn the lights off. I should turn the lights off too. Cause this is a take so hot. <laughs> the libs may come to me. Um, I think English food is fine. I think that seasoning is overrated, and I think that that's why England's the sun never sat on the British Empire is because while everyone else was trying to make things nice, English people were like, you know what, boil it, we all die. I agree with we? you completely. Um, the amount of I eat car- fast, I love leftovers. I don't reheat anything. The oh, oh of it's course, in my blood. Yeah, I prefer it cold. I've been a stand-up comedian <laughs> for 17 years. That should be, that should be, you look at us and you look at our, like when you get a camera close and you see all the fucking pot marks on our see-through skin. Yeah. And you like, could oh, just, yeah. just the most like, oh yeah. I prefer it cold. We're both yeah. bald. Uh, I, I technically live in a shed. I call it a garage to dress it yeah. up, but it's a shed. What I like to do is I like to eat quickly, stood up. Where no one can see me. I want to eat mm. in a way where I can eat two meals for one and then be confused why I'm bloated later. I stand up to sleep during tax season just so I can remember all of my expenses better. Um, One of my um, weight loss tricks is I'm always pushing. I'm always trying to shit. <laughs> <laughs> At all times, bed, lovemaking, christening, driving. I'm trying to shit. It is so funny. I have how- so many hemorrhoids. Go ahead. You know how people like who are opposite often have so much in common, and I only like just us. thought of this now. But it's like people who are like man babies like us have so much in common with our extremely capable male parents because I it's like, just by the like way, first yeah, don't warm it up. I got to get back to my video game. Don't warm it up. I need to go back to like working on the house. It's the same fucking thing. I think about this all the time, which is we portray ourselves as man babies, but when it comes to our friend group, we are well, the, the built. Part. Yeah, we're the Bill Clinton and Al Gore of that crew. Successful, but you're not really sure how or why. No, like everyone, if you were, if I was to say how much money I make per year to a person with a job, but they'd be like, that's okay. You have a pension plan, right? And I'd be like, "Uh, I'm running it. And then they have a heart attack versus if we say how much we're making to the little weird friend group we have they're like whoa i guess someone must go to columbia every weekend for a fucking vacation i want you to know that you should you should say what you make to your friend group again the economy has made us look a lot more successful than we were and we have just changed nothing that's it's very exciting we i (laughs) I had a very frank discussion in a friend messenger group about a week ago and let me just say this i have not changed if anything i've made a lot less money but as it turns out, following your dreams with no safety net in a time where all the safety nets and dreams are being ripped out of uh, middle management and corporate North America, it's the time. You know what I mean? Like we 
we went from two idiots with back hair and no future to just being everyone. And we haven't changed. Everyone else is just more fucked. We just, by accident, we're prepared for the end. Yeah, it was like, I think it was Bobby Mayer had this great joke. And this was like the first collapse in 2008. And he was like, everyone keeps talking to me about how the economy is. It's like, what am I going to have less of a mattress to sleep on? Like, you can't hurt me. I'm already dead. Like, there's nothing. Yeah. And COVID made me realize where it's like, motherfucker, I, I slept on buses in England for years. You can't fucking hurt me. I'll fucking go in my mind, in my mind. And I always do my own budget and just like the expenses I come up with will just make everyone upset because I'll be like food. I could trim that down to 40 bucks a week. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I've done it in front of my girlfriend. She like she was just like, what was it? lunch? No lunch. First of all, I'm like, well, you got to get there early because you're walking from the station to the venue. And she's like, that's like an hour and a half walk. And I'm like, that's why you're getting there early. <laughs> yeah, you get there early and then you get then what? You get a good walk in. Yeah, and, you walk. Um, first of all, if you for want me, to skipping crazy. lunch would be like I would just tell people. And this is the funny thing about how funny, how shitty the world is now is, it, you know, you tell people, remember when it was like, you should never skip breakfast and you should never deprive yourself. You just We're go, back I'm to in, that, by the way. I'm intermittent fasting, by the way. And people are like, oh, okay. Here's my yeah. eating window, uh, the four minutes that I eat one thing a day, and then that's it. Oh, my God. It was one of those things like, say what you want about abject poverty. I was so thin. God, I was thin. <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man. Here's my breakfast, cigarettes. Here's my lunch, toast. Here's my dinner. You guessed it, baby. Vitamin C again. We got cigarettes. My bones Ooh. are hollow. I am 24. I have I have early onset osteoporosis, but fucking buddy. I was just my drinking knees crack when I think. Sorry. One, one giant blender of vegetable juice and some very cheap That's smoked fish. And cigarettes. That's what I, that was my move. Oh, fuck. Yeah, bro. I, that asshole of mine was a weapon. I've never lived healthier than I have since I moved back to Canada from England. And, um, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely going to have to do it. I'm going to have to just be like one vegetable smoothie a day. And then here's the other secret ingredient staring straight forward because we ain't heating up shit. I can't afford the oh. electricity to reheat that. I'll, I'll heat a bit of it with lighter, but that's it. My, I mean, we're not just talking about Roger right now. We're just having a chat, but uh, who gives a fuck? No, wait, no, wait. Whoa. Whoa. What a tra- All right. So Roy Chubby Brown went to jail for mischief where he, he and Tom he, Foolery. Yeah. In there, he put read, lipstick on a horse. He put lipstick on a horse. He, when an officer asked him his name, he said, <laughs> bees. And then he went, <laughs> Uh, Royston Vasey then read I owe Russia 1200 bucks by Bob Hope. Bob Hope, by the way, fun fact about Bob Hope, when he would bring ladies on those uh, USO tours of Vietnam, he would turn to them and say, if you don't fuck me, I'm leaving you in Vietnam. That's good. That's a good line that I used to. When his family was asked about it, they apparently said, yep, that's dead. I don't know if that last part's true, but Bob <laughs> Hope seems like such a piece of shit. Bob Hope also, by the way, profited massively off of the Japanese internment because he worked with the USO. He got the list of people that, um, were put into a camp, so he bought all of their farms and became a property magnet in California. Jesus Christ. Well, Bob Hope Bob also Hope sucks. Yes. Bob Hope also bear this in mind. Bob Hope, uh, from England, never spoke with an English accent, like forced anytime someone forces their voice to change in that way where it's forever, I'm always like, Oh, you jack off with a knife to your throat. You jack off like this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like there's well, a real. He was like, one of the cancel culture guys, but in the '60s, people don't realize this. But like, oh yeah, as uh, we talked about before, 50s. have we talked about before? And there was a really, there was a really good fucking uh, thing I read on this about like it was just a metaphor for all of the U.S. where it's like everyone thinks you know, media tells the stories of the hippies, but in reality, it's like the military-industrial complex one, and you can track that through the fall yeah. off of baseball and then the rise of the NFL. And uh, Bob Hope was just like, yeah, he did all those USO tours. You get Vietnam. And then he basically goes like, what are you talking about? Trace that through baseball versus football. Explain that. That's a fascinating. Explain yourself. Explain yourself, Dylan. Baseball starts losing popularity in the 50s and football's gaining a ton of popularity. And um, and there's a bunch of like stuff where football really makes their move to become America's sport during Vietnam because football's the first thing to like just straight up partner with the uh army army oh those, shit. all those ads all those ads the fucking all the ads for the navy for the for marine whatever 
Um, those are all, yeah, play, they've been playing during football for like 50 years now. This is a, this is a book I read years ago, but this is through, uh, Pete Roselle, who was like a fucking insane man. He was just a cigarette that yelled at you. Oh, I gotta tell you, like, I actually really like Stephen A. Smith and I love the sports commentators now. And I mean, Charles Barkley is the greatest thing that's ever happened to television. Like, I don't give a fuck, but I really miss jimmy the greek just being like you want to know why he was good because he's black what why are we arguing here you know what i mean just that, yeah that great bill burr joke stuff. where it's like some guy starts talking about um <laughs> about the quick twitch and then you see the all the other commentators slowly move off screen like all right well you're gonna lose your job you're on your own yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah yeah like it's also just that thing of like i don't remember them referring to any sort of maneuver in sports sport like sports commentary used to be like this one guy's really good and now i'm gonna somehow make this about myself Back to you. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So Roy Chubby Brown, and he joins up in this circuit after seeing a guy named Ken Dodd. So Ken Dodd was a Liverpool-based comedian who was famous. His big thing was he would perform for a super long time. He also was very famous. What that a he, terrible comedian. He would perform for like six hours. Yeah, man. Oh, I hated it. He won't stop. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like, come see Ken Dodd. He will not stop. It will be bad. Um, He was inspired me, by though, this. Sorry. Part of me as like person... Part of me it that's bred in me, I literally think that's good value. Yeah, there you are. You are very much. You, there's a part of you that should be on the chamber of commerce of a small town in Ontario, just because everything comes down to like, well, if we get that billboard contract, we might be online for a Tim Hortons, and if we get that Tim Hortons, these property values will skyrocket. <laughs> <laughs> we would always go to drive-ins as kids because my mom would be like, "That's good value," and I'd be like, "But." We're not seeing the movie you want to see. We're seeing two movies you don't. And he's like, she said, "Yes." But there's two. Yeah, it's a we movie. For, we pay for one, we get two. That's better. Two for I one mean, pizza is better. I do I enjoy it? No, it makes me sick to my stomach every single time. But there's two. My mom, I'll tell you this about two for one pizza. By the way, is such a Canadian thing. There was a company in Canada called Two for I One. I fucking pizza. love Two for One. It's still around. It's is like, it still around? Yeah, it's like it's fucking great, man. I don't know about that. The two for one in Ottawa was so bad, but it, it sponsored so many karate tournaments and various like martial arts studios around Whoa, the city. I like that. It was so the amount of just to see so many different people in geese with a piece of junk food on the back of it was so funny. Just like, hi, yeah, pepperoni. Hey, John, you know, how off air you were saying that we think you think the phrase no homo should be in the U.S. Constitution. <laughs> well, instead of talking to me about that, why don't you rate, review and subscribe? <laughs> So Roy Chubby Brown is basically Roy Chubby Brown is considered the future by all of these guys. It's Roy Chubby Brown and another guy named Jim Davidson. Jim Davidson uh, has been married eight times. He, and I have to stress this. If you are what you do, Jim Davidson is the activity of attacking your wife after two drink, Jesus drinks. Jesus Christ. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Jim Davidson is such a piece of shit. He did a play about how it's okay if he's a racist comedian because he hired a black actor to be like, it's all right. He lived in Dubai and did a bunch of stand-up about how he's like, well, if I have to be around foreigners, I'll go to their country. And you're like, what the fuck? Um, big rumor about Jim Davidson, secretly gay. Uh, and apparently does a lot like to do a lot of shows for uh, the British military. So he could go have sex with the soldiers. That was told to me by That's a fucking dope. That was told to me by a man who literally the next day shit his pants and then died six months later. We only take all of our research is just told to us by some guy. And then we say it as fact. We're doing it 98 style. No Google. Yeah. The guy, that guy, by the way, who said that to me, a man named E. I don't know why I was, uh, I was hiding his uh, identity. It's fine. It was Ian Cognito, a comedian who died on stage, said to me, stay. I was never going to see Jim Davidson. Stay away from Jim Davidson. You're a pretty boy. <laughs> Ian Cognito, man, you've never seen comedy until you saw the time that that guy was accidentally booked to host the Glee Club, and in protest, he just drank twelve Guinnesses, showed up, and went. I think it'd be better if I did a set. <laughs> <laughs> there is a really funny guy, Steve Cox, who used to perform here, who had a very funny joke. We had an alcohol problem. He had a very funny joke about how. There was a time in Canada where there was a smoking area of a, of restaurants 
And he's oh, like, I went to the yeah. smoking area, and there was just like one of those red velvet ropes from the nightclub, from a nightclub, and it was that was the thing that separated the smoking from the non-smoking area. He's like, that's like having a peeing area of the pool. <laughs> I thought that was good, but anyway, he uh, was hosting one time, and he's like, all right, I'm on my third cocktail, kid. You better write your name down big and clear because <laughs> it's gonna be dicey when I get up there. <laughs> and then he opened with like fucking thirty minutes of just starting to be okay, and then ended up being like. Yeah, it was just it turned into Adam Sandler voice. It was so funny. I was recently at a club and they had never had a comedian get drunk and go long before in the middle. And I was like, what are you talking about? They're like, we don't, we've never seen this. We've only been open for three years. And I was like, you've never, and I was they're like, what do we do? And I was like, keep flashing the light. And at a certain point, just start turning the microphone off and he'll figure it out. And let me say this. He did not. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, Roy Chubby Brown it. wanted to measure their brains, and he also he dressed did. like a fucking. He dressed well, Roy, like literally a way the way my kid colors a dinosaur. Yeah, he dresses the way. The reason why he dresses like that is originally he made a suit of beer mats because when he started comedy in the fucking roughest guts Blackpool, England is a place that is a mat. Dylan's fingering himself. Uh, ooh, mat, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. I'm I'm pissing. This is piss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> is squirt actually pissing. piss? No, this is just piss. This is just this is how I like to do it. I like to this piss. This is how I piss. I piss. Uh, is a place called Blackpool. Is imagine if um I've done Blackpool before. I saw greatest thing I ever seen. Kebab shop had a microphone in it for karaoke. There was only enough room for one person in the kebab shop, which basically meant you could be like. Yeah, I'll have uh, chips and a kebab. Hungry eyes. <laughs> you can hear it perfectly <laughs> on the street. Like, it's like basically there wasn't room for more people to come in. It was just only the person that's ordering could sing karaoke technically. Unless yeah. someone was like, hey, I know you ordered. Can I just rip Freebird real quick while you wait for your chips? I got to tell you, I'm hungry. Hungry like a wolf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at Blackpool has like a fucking ferris wheel it's like i never got to play it i never got to play it. it's fucking awesome to... dude it was exactly like it was exactly like niagara falls in canada but just Fuck a bit more yeah. worn down so it's like niagara falls tries to pretend that it's family friendly and so does i guess blackpool is pretty family friendly yeah Honestly, but it's British family friendly so it's like you can still have yeah. like nine cocktails and just yeah. think, you know like you well, it's after smoke. dark so you're yeah you're allowed to fucking give your kids some booze <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, if your kid's crying, someone will just hand them a cocktail. Yeah. It honestly oh seemed like I was, like, so pissed that I wasn't there with friends. Oh, yeah. The kebab shop alone, I was like, that's the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Just have a rock, you just have a fucking Guitar Hero game at a hot dog stand. Like, you know how good that guitar? Do you know how good that fucking hot dog stand would do if you put it at the fucking corner of Queen and John? We got hot dogs and we got Guitar Hero. You would have a line down the street. Play You got to buy ten hot dogs to play Guitar Hero, though. You'd sell so many hot dogs. Well, our friend Graham sell- K broke both his arms in front of a hot dog stand at Queen and John, and the guy went, "Are you okay?" And he said, "I think I broke my arms." And he went, "Oh, okay," and served the next guy. It was good. Yeah, I just wanted I to know you were in pain. <laughs> yeah, not going to leave my post anyway. Yeah. John Roy Chubby sure. Brown. Woo. Roy Chubby Brown, it is 19, uh, the 1960s. He's discovered by a guy named Bernard Manning, uh, who was the king of these comedians. He had his own comedy club in Manchester where the Beatles played, he claimed, although there's no evidence of that. And he basically adopted Roy Chubby Brown, got him a bunch of gigs in London, and his career was essentially launched in the early 70s when he appeared on the British talent show, this thing called New Faces, where he came second to a country western band, and he failed to appear on the other television talent show, Opportunity Knocks, because he said arse during his audition, which is exactly what Dylan and I would do. He uh, dresses in these weird, colorful, like, hobo jackets that's inspired from the fact he used to dress in beer mats when he started off playing in Blackpool. They threw a beer at him, and he wears a pilot's cap because he was originally in a sketch troupe. Um, with a uh, with a guy, and they both were called uh, Alcock and Brown, which were the names of pilots, so they dressed like pilots. From basically the early 70s on, he builds himself up to be a very big touring act in the UK that no one wants to acknowledge. For 40 years, he sold out theaters and would still be selling out theaters, but the theater chains have stopped allowing him to perform in a variety of places because they say his act is inconsistent with their values. 
And I have to tell you, there is a big part of me that's like, that's actually pretty fucked. He has not changed in 40 years. I understand that you're like council buildings and you kind of can't be seen to be doing this, but like you were doing it for 40 years. You profited off of him. You got a percentage to build up your bill. Like it's this weird sort of thing where like, yeah, no, I, I, I get guy, what you're saying. Like, but this is what they, this is what industry does. And this is what a I, lot of I people, know. but this is what a lot of people dislike about the whole fucking about anything where they, where they pretend they pretend you did it. Yeah. And they didn't like you guys joined together and produced this thing. The money man and the artist, it turns out the artist is fucked up, but the money man never suffers any of the consequences. It's yeah. just the artist. It's the artist the whole time. Like they were like, like Roy Chubby Brown was funny to people. And then people found that and were like, we can make money off of him. And then fucking tried to throw ditch him in the fucking woods as soon as it happened. Like, Correct. And it's one of those things where it's like, I think probably Roy Chubby Brown is an odious human being to be around. But at the same time, it's like he hasn't been hiding what he was. He wasn't like Bill yeah. Cosby that was on stage being like, you know, you have to be friendly to your family. And then as soon as the dressing room closed, it was just nothing but screams like Roy Chubby Brown is literally showing up being like, I don't like these people. And then goes on stage and, and goes still don't. You know what I mean? Like, it's just one of those ones. And he also is very much profited off of the outrage in that, like, all of this, we talk about like, oh, culture war stuff. You can't say anything anymore. Roy Chubby Brown has been being protested since he started. It's part of his marketing is like most controversial comedian. You can't say this on television. You only can get the DVD. He can only say this live. And as a result of current culture, Roy Chubby Brown has scrubbed the internet of so much of his stuff because so much of it was whoopsie doopsie no no words. Like, constantly. really? Oh, yeah. So, All right. Well, you have some clips, and the playlist is the called first clip, John's is, favorite stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the playlist called John's Sleepy Bye Bye. I mean, go to the bottom clip. Nineteen seconds in. Wowzer! This is the one. Well, why this don't you the, share? Why don't you share the screen? I gave you the uh, option you to be me, able to share the screen, did you and give then me you the can power? curate the experience for us. So, Roy Chubby Brown, he could tell that the kitchen's getting a little hot, so he has scrubbed the internet of his spicier material. This is the spiciest. Which is crazy that a guy's whole thing was like, you can't cancel me. You that, can't cancel though, me. I don't want anyone to see that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's, but like, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, that's I do just have me ears. alone with someone who's below 18 doing some stuff, alright? that's my. Um, that was my bit back in the day. Uh, I don't know if I remember to share sound but we're going to find out. Sure. You've never seen me before, so I'll tell you a little bit about myself. I swing both ways. That's why the wife has a fucking fat lip. <laughs> yeah. And what's crazy is not that big of a laugh. And I'm going to say this. I've been to England. There are many places where that would make him the mayor. That's a good pun. Watford Junction, uh, highlight, then junglers, then comedy club, then closed. You say that for off the top in that room, you're getting a fucking squeeze. Watford. I played the Watford jonglers the day they made the premiership and people fucking, I look in the alley and there was a pile of broken bottles that was twice as tall as me. Yeah. I mean, this is the one I would like to talk about. This is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, is it an Al Qaeda to... video? It is. It is an Al Qaeda video. Um, <laughs> Uh, it's an okay video. What's weird is it's a beheading video, but I'm in it. Whoa. What am I doing here? That was cool. That's another thing from AI. You can do that. Those beheading videos, you can put yourself in it. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Finally. That's, that's good. Be like, oh, yeah, uh, you I can didn't... project yourself in the video and you're like, oh, yeah, nice. We can, I can do that. Oh, cool. Is that me? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, it's me beheading me. Whoa, I'm cutting off my own fucking head. That's wicked. All right. You see this? Mm -hmm. I know what you're all thinking. Is that Roy Chubby Brown? No. That's a Roy Chubby Brown tribute act. What are you talking about? <laughs> Honestly, I've been on that many blind dates. I deserve a fucking freedom. <laughs> I said, if you ever want to... This is the saddest thing I've ever seen in my life. They are definitely on a cruise ship. This man is being paid to be a different now fa financially failing comedian but he's probably making more money than the real roy chubby brown right now <laughs> oh they just don't God. have to deal with roy chubby brown's like demands here's the other thing though if i can say this 
since Roy Chubby Brown is essentially doing vaudeville, which is just you take 90 to 95% of your own jokes, and then you kind of come up with three, and then even those three are kind of donated to the pot, and other comedians can use them. Can you really be a Roy Chubby Brown tribute act since all his stuff is lifted? Isn't he just continuing the tradition that the Chubster also participates in? Um, I see what you're saying. I don't know if this is going to work. Can you see me drawing a circle around him? Yes. Okay. This is great. I didn't realize I just, I now feel like I'm a, um, uh, football commentator from the nineties. I see draw, what you're, can you draw a dick? Certainly can <laughs> draw a dick. There you go. <laughs> this is good for the audio feed. Hell yeah. This is why you join us on YouTube, youtube.com backslash at oh, my pee. This online. dick looks bad. This dick is no, been I like it. It's got the head. Mine, mine has a deep pee hole. Mine has a really deep pee hole. Yeah. This pee hole is very intense. Very this is a fucking... deep pee hole. I this like the cause... penis isn't on the chubster it's just, no, it's just a floating penis it's not his penis this okay. isn't his penis can we no. uh have another no. clip of the chub man i certainly can chubby um, brown still alive always impressed when someone who's a chunk like myself can be alive still um yeah still alive 2010 76. got in legal trouble because he quote unquote punched a woman in a uh parking lot in fucking middlesbrough that's i mean that's a lot of stuff like he has gotten into, like he's gotten into a lot of these scrapes. He's had a couple of brushes with nostalgia fame, but literally they're like, you weren't that bad. You didn't make fun of people. And he was like, well, I said the N word. And then I stood in front of a sign that said, I mean this, but like, I was joking. And- <laughs> <laughs> I stood in front of a sign that said, yep. Yep. This is what I believe. No matter what I say. I mean, here's the thing though, is that everyone's type five, not, I shouldn't say everyone's type five. Just mine. But like a lot of people's type five in 2005 was just a bunch of horrifying sexual assault jokes. I mean, what no one talks about is there was a three year period where stand up comedy was just noticing that George W. Bush was dumb. No one talks about that, but there was like a, I remember there was clubs where they'd be like, no, jo- like just for laughs was like no W jokes. Ah, uh, yeah, I get that. Cause that's like, that is uh same thing as Trump. Remember when everyone was like, Trump's going to be so good for comedy, but then everyone who like experienced the George W. Bush era was like, no, it's We're not, not doing going this. to be. We're not doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I literally was trying to find just some of his no-no material so we could mock it here on the sarcasm cast. And so I literally typed Ooh, in sarcasm. A, the sarcast. Uh, I typed in racist Roy Chubby Brown. This is what I got. That was funny to the morning. You were talking in your sleep. I said, I was talking about you. You said I was a cunt. And you fucking hated me. You were going to leave me for somebody else. I said, darling, darling. I wasn't asleep. I just want to point out my favorite part of that. My favorite part of that. Cut to the audience laughing. Woman not laughing. <laughs> She's laughing. Look at She's smiling. smiling. Look at how excited this husband is. And she's literally like, huh? That's just a yucks closer. Yeah, that's exactly correct. That literally like, where's Lawrence Morgenstern when you need him? You know what I mean? I assume he's so dead. he's yeah, completely because I remember seeing this as so I've seen Roy Chubby Brown. And this is as of oh, Jesus Christ. This is like over eight, maybe eight years ago now. But I remember seeing the racist shit on it was all over it. I remember it specifically. We were recording the wrestler review and you turned to me and said, I found out because you knew that I would have known. And you went, I found Roy Shelby Brown today. And then we spent a hour smoking cigarettes in your bedroom and watching one. Cause I remember that you found there was a compilation I was trying to find of all the times he walks on stage and the crowd just shouts, you fat bastard, you fat <laughs> bastard. And then he just yells cunt into the microphone. Cunt, cunt. Cunt, 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 cunt. Like, it's like, like, let me say this. If that was just the show, you couldn't keep me away. Like, where are we going? Oh, we're going to chant you fat bastard and a guy dressed like a pilot from the fucking fabric land. And then we're going to leave after 90 minutes. And I'm going to say, I don't even want you to tell me how much the tickets are. I just want you to take my credit card. <laughs> That's insane. Um. All right. Dylan's full shit. Go ahead, Dylan. Yeah, so what's basically happens is you see uh, either manufacturers or occasionally uses these different spurts of like, oh, he's racist. Should he be stopped as um, 
uh, as a way to promote his act. It eventually bites him in the ass when theaters start to cancel him. Finally, the ambassador theater group said we will never work with him again, which is the majority of the theaters he works in. He now appears every once in a while on something called GB News, which is like, imagine if Fox News was just on YouTube and it was English people and all their hot takes are from 2017. Like, it's literally like, Wow, like not not only is England behind in everything, it's even behind in being like a shithead culture warrior where they're like, we need to do something about this Greta Thunberg. And you're like, all right, for fuck's sake, you fucking, what is this, 2016? Who are you? Here's the only thing I can think is that uh, there's a Roy Chubby Brown tribute act who has a thing called political correctness pisses me off. And I think it's on the, um, well, so this is the thing is I now know Roy Chubby Brown has now signed on to something called Ustream. Jim okay. Davison, who I specifically mentioned earlier for a reason, mm-hmm. got canceled a bunch of times because I like he got super pissed while doing a panto and tried to fight a stage manager. Like Jim Davis is like, I'm canceled for speech. And then there are people that are like, no, you're canceled because like you just won't pay your bills. And like you called the head of the BBC at home and were like, I just shit in your fucking toilet. And then I locked the door and climbed out the window. And you're like, what the fuck, Jim? Why the fuck would you do that? Um, I can't remember if we had that conversation on the podcast or not, which is why I then paused and was like, I may have just done a joke to a conversation that we started before we hit record. No idea, but it, who are the, this is another thing that this is like another. Oh, pardon me. Let me just finish that thought. Jim Davidson started his own Netflix called Ustream. Roy Chubby Brown is now on that along with Roy Chubby Brown's DVDs. So that's where we, you can find what Dylan referred to as the material that inspires me. I'm speaking as Dylan. So this is all the stuff from the seventies where he's like, they're bad. Yeah. Like get it is. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I do there. remember like, it was like straight up. There's a DVD of his where the background the segues is a are like, I don't stands like on the stage Pakistan. and he's just going, get him, boys. Get yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but literally <laughs> one of the segues was like, I don't like Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah, cleaning yeah. that up a lot. There is a but like there was a song like, he was like he had a bunch of songs about asylum seekers. If you this is such a specific 2014 English scumbag maneuver, which I don't even Dylan, you hadn't moved there, but they were uh, like I think I had just moved there. No, I you moved in 2015. I was 29. 2015. It was 2015. I know exactly because we met at a cafe Nero and I was still dating um what's your favorite? Joy Chubby Brown. Ro- Joy Chubby Brown. Um, it was absolutely 2015 because then 2015 Edinburgh was the cockpit Edinburgh year where you lived with that guy who pissed out the window. That was great. Oh, scumbag Edinburgh. What a fucking year that was. That was like, he was like, uh, yeah, sorry. So one of you guys was in the bathroom and I peed out the window. And then honestly, I liked it so much. I stopped checking. <laughs> pissed out his own window. <laughs> what guy, a year. Anyway. So joy, Chubby oh, Brown, you're dating right. joy, Chubby Brown, 2015 joy, Chubby Chown. Um, where's Roy Chubby Brown right now? North of England being very sad, doing a YouTube show on Jim Davidson's version of YouTube. That must be really annoying to have your ass kissed by someone and someone tell you you're a trailblazer when all you really wanted was to be on television and be famous and you were so close for so long and then the parameters changed and your hate was no longer like tongue-in-cheek not fine it's just bad now like the thing that should have made his career which was the internet like if 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 the internet's around in the 70s and 80s this guy's like unstoppable like you oh have my God, to this put guy... him on television because he basically does what you would do with an online following but before that existed and just word of mouth and now yeah and now he can't because um it's his bad beliefs <laughs> Yeah, I am currently on the Ustream website. Um, it is It features so much about Jim Davidson, and you have to go all the way down. The other comedians featured are Jim Davidson, Sticky Vicky, Jethro, Miles Crawford, Bobby Davro. Bobby Davro, a man. I saw Bobby Davro and another man have an argument over who gets to go up there with their quote-unquote gorilla material. <laughs> oh no that's it was good. bobby davro and oh he's on fucking one of those fucking oh what's the other fucking one he's on like bobby dazzler is that a guy it was bobby davro and another guy who's on eastenders who started doing stand-up and they were both doing a bit about how it, like a really racist bit i remember uh, i watched matt reese was drinking at the time he had a full liter of cider in his backpack 
And when we, we watched them have a full argument and they necked a cider and looked at me and winked. And I was like, Matt Reese knows when to drink, <laughs> <laughs> which is not all true, the time. As it turns unfortunately, out, uh, not, yes, it not, turns not, out not, okay. not true. Not true. Not true. As it turns out. <laughs> so Roy Chubby Brown right now, he has been I am banned not done to... with all the acts that okay. are on uh, Freddie star, Mick Miller, Danny Postal, you're going to really like who Danny one of these... Postal, Danny Posthill, Jimmy Jones. Here's a name that you definitely recognize. Nick Coppin, the host of Shaggers during Embros on Jim Davidson's fucking Netflix. Just, Here's, yeah, I mean, just Justin Panks, Justin Panks. Okay. A comedian right, so... named Hackett, Debbie Arnold, a guy named Jerry Kay. And a woman named Lizzie Cundy. <laughs> One woman and her name is Cundy. Anyway, John, Roy Chubby Brown, in the annals of time, why is he your favorite comedian? Got good timing, man. And also his material is perfect and I have no problem with the content of it. That's great. Roy yep. Chubby Brown was this week. Next week, we're going to be talking about, I think, chat roulette and then yeah. some about Doja Cat. I think because I thought it was weird that a 40 year olds would be talking about Doja Cat, but here we are, whatever. I don't know who Doja Cat is, so I don't think it makes it that weird. Who is that? Doja Cat is a rapper and she would force us to have a very complex discussion about race. Isn't that cool? Oh, thank God. I know what if I'm reading the email correct, that is what the listeners have been looking for. Hey, can you guys <laughs> can you guys get that type of canceled where they have to explain who you are for the first four articles before they can explain that you're in trouble? That's my favorite one where it's like local man who has shoe store where he puts on a play, <laughs> now dead. That's my favorite thing about like how people I mean cancel people who get in trubbies i want to call it cancel i'll call it trubbies but people get in trubbies and i would now, rather since you die so, than ever call it trubbies again so when people get in trubbies now you have to explain not only who the people are but what the thing they got in trubbies was about and in the in the phrase of doja cat in the way of doja cat she speaks in such deep hardcore like internet 4chan lingo that you also have to explain how the things she says are racist because they're all in like non-speak internet words so you can say racist things without being racist also people are calling her racist while she is a like a black woman talking about black people so it's very layered and something that we shouldn't talk about but we will <laughs> yeah as yeah. long as Those here's what i want silence. i want everyone to know as long as we're not supposed to talk about it that's oh where yeah. also that's it's like a 40 year old doughy fucks talking about like a 28 year old fucking i've been working out with a kettlebell i am now i'm not oh. tight but i'm trying to keep it tight john that's exactly something a single mom would say i own a kettlebell uh, the things have changed the yeah. parameters of your life and mine have changed if you all think that it's going to continue like this well you may not realize that i now do Tybo. okay well i did Tybo twice last week so now i can drink all the grease from the grease trap yeah I don't think you guys want to step to me. I have done four different jazzercise classes and I will <laughs> yeah. kick your ass. I ate a Cobb salad. That counts as running. Yeah. Next week. <laughs>